Hello, welcome to the Strauss House. Um, today we are going to be covering chapter 13, Equality and Discrimination um, in the text from the textbook Ethics, Theory, and Contemporary Issues. Um, this is for my Philosophy 102 12F class at Ivy Tech Community College. Um, so speaking on discrimination and equality, the subject is not necessarily a touchy subject, but it means quite a bit to me since I've personally experienced discrimination as a biracial person. This episode, I'm going to cover a few topics, um, mainly centering around discrimination, um, and then most likely with the time constraints, get into talking about some recent and current issues. So discrimination, uh, it's something that I feel is experienced by most people whether it be their race, gender, sexuality, or religion. And I, f I feel everybody either knows somebody or has gone through it personally. Some people experience it more than others. Some have seen it more than others. In the U.S., I feel this has always been an issue that has never been truly or wholly solved. There's been little patches, little fixes for it, but nothing that has been, nothing, no solution that has been whole. Um, and I, I, you know, I always think this becomes ironic because the early pilgrims came to this land to avoid discrimination or, you know, perse persecution of religion uh, in England. So why is discrimination continued in this country built on the belief in freedom of expression? So to start, let's look at the definition of discrimination. Not to be confused with uh, when using the term to discuss war, because in that sense, you do want your allies to discriminate against, you know, an opposing foe. But this is this is completely different. And so quoting from the textbook Ethics, Theory, and Contemporary Issues, discrimination is to treat someone unfairly and unequally based and unequally based upon racial, ethnic, gender, or identity claims. That is a lot to unpack. Okay. That's a pretty pretty packed definition there. So discrimination can be kind of summed up by saying, you know, it's not giving somebody a fair chance, fair shot, or a chance at doing something based on their personal or genetic, genetic characteristics. You know, usually it's something that you can't, you, you really don't have any control over. Nobody has control over um, their skin color. Nobody has control over um, where they're born, what ethnicity they're born to. Um, you know, nobody chooses at birth, um, what gender they're going to be. Um, and then if there is a change in identification, you know, then that needs to be respected and also any, and not discriminated against. Um, that, I mean, that kind of goes without saying. So, uh, major advancements in deterring discrimination in the United States, uh, was the civil rights movement in the sixties. That was kind of, you know, the big, big jump off, you know, people need rights. And this was mainly directed towards uh, racial rights um, for black people and people of color. Uh, those That civil rights movement was highlighted by sit-ins, marches, peaceful protests, you know, that all led to many, many barriers being broken um, and leading to the implementation of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Um, there have been other policies and put in place um, since then, since that time, um, to, deter, to deter from discrimination as well. 
such as the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Uh, with 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 the following, uh, this book, the first kind of uh, chapter section of this chapter focuses on racial discrimination. So we're gonna kind of stay in tune with that. Um, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna stay on that particular stream of discrimination as it pertains on a personal note to myself, as I said earlier, as a biracial person. So discrimination and racism in America. Yeah, this is nothing new in today's society and does not require to be harped on if it exists or not. Because I think we can all agree that it does. But with that being said, how have we not evolved or advanced past this, you know, us against them mentality? It's easy to say, you know, it's 2022, nobody's no one is racist anymore, but obviously, clearly that's not true. Um some data even backs that up. In America, between 50% and 75% of Black, Hispanic, and Asian people reported discriminatory treatment. Uh, this, inf- this data is from a paper called On the Prevalence of Racial Discrimination in the United States, written by Lee Perez Boykin and Mendoza Denton. Um, this number is really alarming, considering that uh, according to the census report of 2021 on census.gov, those three racial identifications account for 37.8% of the U.S. population. So half, 50%, a half to three quarters black, Hispanic, and Asian people have reported, and that's only the reported, what has been reported. It probably goes unnoticed in a lot of uh, sectors of, of America. So it, it is a problem, and I think that can fully and wholly be agreed on. Okay. And so we, it's really easy to identify the problems, but what do we do for solutions? Um, I think the first solution in general is it's got to start with education. Parents, schools, we've got to provide more effort to students and to children in teaching love, compassion, and respect for others. Um, I've, what I've seen anecdotally in morality has seemed to have lost its place in not only the U.S., but the world itself. That And that's a great jumping off point. And to better education is a great jumping off point. And to initiate better funding into the public school system, which I think can also be agreed on that funding into public schools is lacking. Something else is, you know, another solution to this, you know, to try to, try to you know, eliminate discrimination, I think, is to, you know, you yourself as, as, you know, as a citizen of America is to speak up when you see it happening or you see it happening yourself or you see it happening to someone else. And, you know, just speaking up on that and making it clear that people see this action as being discriminatory and making sure that, you know, it is made known People, you know, can have a chance to learn from what they did wrong. Uh, You know, that harpens back on to the education point of it, you know, teaching when these moments are morally wrong or morally, you know, right. And I say morally right in the sense of when it's wartime. It's that term of discrimination can be a good thing. Uh, Next, you know, I think it starts... uh, and let me jump back. And when I say stepping in and the to when it's happening to you or someone else, also, you know, use the golden mean. You know, don't 
don't be too reckless, but don't show any cowardice, you know, really understand the situation. Don't just jump in when details may be missing or the situation is clearly dangerous. Next, I think it is important to start with the person in the mirror. Um, and I do, I have to practice this every day. Um, but you know, standing up and speaking out against discriminatory acts, making the information available in public platforms like social media, which as bad as it can be, social media platforms have been a great asset in deterring discrimination and allowing others experiences to be heard. So they don't feel, so there are people that don't feel alone. Like it's not just happening to you, it's happening to others. And there are people that are willing to go to bat for you. But like I said, it starts with the person in the mirror. What kind of world do we want to create for the future? A future of fear and shame of someone who is who, is who they are or a world where someone is accepted for every molecule in their body? I've chosen the future I want to create. Will you? All right. <clears throat> and I just want to go ahead and wrap this up uh, by saying thank you for taking a chance to listen to this and I will be doing the next chapter 15 um, on the next podcast. Have a great night.